You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we've got 15 minutes on the clock. Let's talk about a subject today that we actually hear quite often, and it's the idea that and we've been told this a lot, that downswing is all that matters, or actually impact is all that matters, not even the downswing, just impact. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and we hear this all the time. Uh, we get it in a lot of comments on social media, and you even hear it in lessons. Hey, I thought that impact was the only thing that matters. Well, I mean, in a way, it's the only thing the ball uh, pays attention to, right? But everything that comes before it is actually what affects impact. It's such a fleeting moment. It's such a short period of time that you, everything that leads up to it affects it, even the setup. So just to say that impact is all that matters is a little bit short-sighted. The the comment usually comes after we'll say, just pick a topic. Let's say we're talking about something in the backswing and we'll talk about the data. And let's say we got data from a hundred different tour players that all do the same thing within very tight tolerances, measurable data. And then one of the comments we'll get was, what about Pro X, who's the outlier, right? Who's the the Jim Furyk to the on-plane backswing kind of thing. And making the point that what what about Pro X? It's the only thing that matters is impact. They all get to impact the same. And that could not be more wrong they all don't get to impact the same, not even close. They all don't have the same impact. <laughs> no, they don't. It's, it's one of those things where, all right, so let's, let's take some of these outliers. Look at, let's say Brooks Kepka and Matt Wolf, two big outliers with regards to certain things in the golf swing. Certainly Matt Wolf, when you're talking about backswing, right? Nobody else really has a backswing very similar to his. Great player. Furyk, maybe. Yeah, That's about great, it. great player, unique backswing. Mm-hmm. I saw an interview with him before the, um, before the lockdown, and he was talking about when he gets off, it's usually something in his backswing that they work on. Yeah. So, so what, and, what, and what's when, that tell you? When Brooks Kepka was off, when he was struggling earlier this year, he went to see Butch. What did they fix? Yeah, it's a backswing. A <laughs> backswing deal. So to say that, you know, if if Matt Wolf would have come in and got a lesson and or, you know, called his coach and got a lesson and then they just, you know, the coach I'm sure didn't say, Matt, it's all about impact. It doesn't matter. They fixed the issue that was leading to the poor impact that he didn't like. It, it's just how the golf swing works. Yeah, you've got to approach it that way. I mean, and I think that's why – people struggle with the game. They just think that they can fix the the impact position and they don't work on anything else. They they just think there's a magic, you know, 
and there's a place for some of these drills where you just kind of miss the T's and stuff. And we've, we've taught them before too, but once you have the other stuff kind of in place, those are kind of icing on the cake. But if you're just shanking the ball, let's say, right. And you just try to fix where you're hitting it on the face without looking at the real root cause of the shank, which a lot of times could be a really bad club path, right? The club path influences where you hit it on the face a lot. So if you take two golfers, two guys are shanking. One of them just tries to fix the impact, and the other one actually fixes the root cause. The one that fixes the club path issue is going to get better exponentially. Even though they both might fix the shank that day, one of them is going to have a lot a more long-term success and hit the face a lot more often and, and start hitting it better long-term, and that's the guy who actually works on the root cause. And it might be the, the backswing. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're exactly right. And I would love to see a lesson from one of these guys who who has a player that's struggling, has a player that, that's really making some odd and damaging moves in the backswing, transition is over the top, to just tell the guy, hey, don't worry about it. It's all about the it's all about impact. Yeah, just hit it on the toe, man. Just just hit it out of the middle. You'll be good. Yeah, yeah. It's way more to it than that. I mean, the backswing, it the golf swing in general, from address to impact is just under a quarter of a second. You don't want it to be longer than that because it's going to be slower, right? You don't want a slow golf swing. So it's just under a quarter of a second, pretty much for everybody. The backswing for- is three quarters of that second. Yeah, so one second total, three quarters on the backswing, quarter of a second downswing, yeah. And over half of that quarter of a second downswing is before the club really starts to pick up speed. So that's the first half of the downswing. So you've got less than 10% from left arm parallel into impact. Good luck trying to correct a ton of issues in that tiny, tiny window of time. Yeah, I would say at that point you've kind of – preloaded the system or programmed in the computer how you're going to hit it i mean there's some you can do some things down at the bottom you really don't want to be trying to do things that late um you know you may try to stand the club up or move it a certain way to hit the sweet spot but that that's not a very fun way to play golf because it's not very consistent if you can get things kind of organized in the back swing and into transition it becomes a lot easier because that club's already traveling on a a good line to the ball makes it so much easier to, to achieve a good impact you know, we're fortunate to spend a lot of time with Scott Hamilton, one of the – maybe the guy that works with more tour players than anybody year after year. And he's known for getting guys to drive the ball pretty good. And I've never heard him tell anyone, you know, it's it's just hit it straighter. Just it's about impact. Don't worry about the backswing. In fact, he'll say that he's a backswing teacher because that's where you have the largest window of time – to, to make do something to have the most impact on your impact, right? Mm-hmm. It's when you can correct the most things, and it's when you change directions and things are in good shape. Man, you start to enjoy that quarter of a second downswing. You start to really react and move athletically rather than, you know, how, how many times have you given a lesson? You can see the guy, all right, I just want you to hit this one easy. And he'll take a slow backswing and then, like his hair is on fire, whip it through in the downswing because there's such an anxiety and such a hurry up and get it over with kind of mentality with that downswing when the backswing puts the club and the body in such a bad spot. Yeah, I'm starting to look at that more. Like if I tell someone to hit it at half speed with a full swing, 
the guys that don't set things up properly in the backswing with with body motion and or kind of the timing of the movement, they literally can't do it. They've only got one speed, you know. And and if they did go slow, they basically will miss the ball. And, and to me, that's a real hole in your game, a real gap in your technique. If you can't make a full swing and hit it at twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent full swing, but not take it way down as far as speed fundamentally there's some things going on that are not good because you're not even able to hit the ball doing that and you need to take a real close look at um, the backswing motion the timing of it and, and um, kind of the, the overall movement of the body in the backswing because there's a there's a reason why you can't slow it down because you'll miss the ball I mean it's how many times have you been told in the lesson that I can't hit at three quarter speed Every day, I, oh, I have a real hard time doing that. I was like, well, you have to learn how to do it. So, I mean, it's, it's, golf is all about taking speed off of changing speeds. I mean, for, N- no, forget hard to do it. I've had guys tell me they literally can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't yeah. do it. And it, it, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating, right? It's frustrating for them. It's frustrating us because you want them to feel certain things in the swing that you're just not going to feel going Mach 2 in that tiny little window of time. And then, yeah, you know, it, it's such a, when the club's in a bad position at the top or going into the top and you have this full range of motion, but let's say the golf swings a second. So let's say it's like a three second golf swing. So it's a really slow full range golf swing. The, the golfer cannot undo those bad movements slowly, slowly and, and using li- momentum and, and yeah. literally hit the ball. Right, you'll see golfers yeah, miss the ball, it. so it's it's a real light bulb moment for a player just to kind of drive home the point of how important that backswing is. Then when you mm-hmm. can get them kind of turned around and buying into, okay, let's get the club somewhere close to being on plane at that left arm parallel in the backswing. Let's get the takeaway moving with a little more, a little more breakaway, a little more on plane movement, and a little better tempo in that takeaway then you start to see them really just feather what they feel like they're just feathering balls out there and they wind up going the same distance that they were trying in their original swing. I mean, it's such a light bulb moment to see that. Yeah. If you want to super duper annoy me during the lesson, let me tell you to hit one slow and then rip (laughs) one out there hard as you can about 10 times in a row. You're going to do a lot of watching me hit balls during that lesson. It's like, Nope, this is what I want. Give me the club again. Then I'll take a full swing and chip one out there. I'll be like, that went 30 yards of the full swing. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Next swing, 100 <laughs> yards, 150 yards. So a lot of, sometimes it's just getting them the, the thought process like, oh, wow, this is totally different. And, and a lot of times the lesson is I'll send them home. Hey, call me, come back and see me when you can make a decent-looking pass at it at slow speeds because then I know you're starting to understand. I mean, I talked about it before. I would put $100 on the desk. And beg people, bet them, beg them, whatever you want to do, if they could take off eight miles an hour of club head speed. Eight. Usually the first attempt would be one or plus one. Yeah, faster. I got yes. the other day going faster. I'm yes. like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Saw it quite often and nobody ever took off eight. I was just waiting for the guy to come in who was on ball enough. I mean, if somebody would have bet me $100 when I was – Oh, 30 years old, I would have made a five-minute golf swing. It would have been goofy slow. But, yeah, but I would have done it. Yeah, nobody – just nobody's ever did it. So 
it's like their idea of golf is just to hit like one speed as hard as they can. They they don't understand that the swing um, can be scalable. I guess that's the word for it. If you can't scale down your yeah. swing, you don't really own your swing. I think it's more of a one, maybe a one effort that yeah, just produces effort. that one speed. And it's hard for when there's issues in the swing, it's hard to vary the effort. Because if you effort less, like what you changes see, those, the, it changes the outcome drastically. The timing, the forces that you're using to hit the ball yes. change. You're using some of that speed at certain times to get the club just somewhere near the golf ball. And and that's a great point. And then until you learn to swing it in a way that no matter the effort level, the club still kind of swings similar lines and you're using similar forces, just not as much, then I think you start to figure it out. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we like the shuffle drill, right? Yeah. Because it forces you, it's hard to do crazy effort when you're doing the shuffle drill because you're doing at least one step, sometimes two steps, and you really have to kind of lock in on the rhythm and tempo of that step if you want to catch it cleanly at all. Then once you do that, you forget about the club. I tell golfers all the time, all I want you to think about is the timing of these steps. Let the club respond to that. So they'll they'll do it a few times without hitting a ball, and they'll do it a few times kind of hovering the club over the ball, and then they'll do it, and they'll go, yeah, I caught that one clean, but I don't think I can move that slow in the swing. I said, how far do you think that went? You know, they, they've been hitting their seven iron 150, and that one went 165. And there's like, there's no way. I was like, just do it again. Prove to yourself. And they're amazed at the amount of effort that they can actually give a golf swing to produce more distance is mind-boggling in many cases because they're so used to producing or putting in so much effort and putting in so much force and so much just muscular brute try hard that they they kind of – get really addicted really fast of doing these easier, more efficient moves. And it comes with kind of breaking down that barrier of there's more to it than just impact. And then there's more to it than just gritting your teeth and trying as hard as you can. Normally that's the wrong way to go about doing it. Yeah, exactly right. The harder you, the harder you try, the more muscular effort you have to use. You're probably not doing it the right way because it, when you do this correctly and move correctly, kind of the way we talk and Mike's talking about this step drill things should become easier. There's less muscular effort. You're using more mechanics to get the club head speed as opposed to just brute force. Use the momentum. You use the momentum. Yeah. Momentum of the club and the body at the right time, just like you would do anything else, like you would throw a ball. Like you walk. Uh, like, you would, like you walk. Yeah. There's a timing to it that keeps things moving with the least amount of effort. I mean, you've seen little kids throw balls. And there's so much effort involved, and the ball goes sometimes at their feet. Nowhere. Nowhere. And then you see just guys out there who, who, you know, professional baseball players, if you watch them warming up the park, they're just flicking it. They're just, it's like the littlest toss, and the ball's going, going a good way. So it's just understanding how to take advantage of the momentum and when to apply their correct forces. Mm-hmm. That all has to take place, though. Like the work, and if you can look at, the difference between amateurs and professionals and put them in two buckets. You can separate them by how much work they do and how well they do it in the first half of the backswing and then throw everybody else in the second half that doesn't do much in the first half of the backswing that takes their time and that really saves it all for the downswing. And if that's your idea of is 
you know, impact is all that matters. You're missing out on some really cool things in the golf swing. Yeah. The, the, all the work needs to be done early in the backswing. That's exactly right. So, yeah. So that you get the benefit of the kind of the efficiency down at the bottom. You're not having to work so hard. You work early so you don't have to work hard late. That's exactly right. Sean, that's it, man. That's, uh, that was good. That went quick. Yeah. The idea being take care of your backswing and your downswing will take care of you. How about that? That might be a t-shirt. Damn, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> write it down, people. All right, anything we need to cover before we head out? <laughs> no, I don't think so. If you're enjoying these and you're you're um, improving your game with them, please go over to, to iTunes. Leave us a, re- a written review if you have time. And leave us a five-star. That helps more golfers find the podcast, and we're trying to help as many as we can, and that helps us do that. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next one.